Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 30. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Joel Austin, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Joe Austin with Muskegon Summer Celebration. I'm here with Joe Austin with Muskegon Summer Celebration. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Thanks for having me, Jason. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about what Muskegon Summer Celebration is? Well, it's an 11-day event, uh, very community-based, but uh, we've kind of grown over the years. This will be our 14th year. It has become probably one of the biggest music festivals, if not the biggest music festival in the state of Michigan. So uh, we have grown definitely. Uh, We also incorporate, though, many different community activities. And I really, to borrow a phrase from a large retailer in the state of Michigan, it is your one-stop festival shopping, without a doubt. Let's go back a little bit on the history, because I think it's fascinating to see how this festival Mm -hmm. has grown and to maybe build on some of its predecessors. Um, Talk about way back when, 14 years ago, and maybe a little bit before the uh, roots of Summer Celebration. Well, it is a while ago, but I was there for the first one. Uh, Very different. We had a brand new site, Heritage Landing. the year before, 1992, was the last uh, Great Lumbertown Music Festival that was held on the site. Uh, but it was our first year really trying to get this festival up and going. It was It's kind of a rebirth of the other festival that had been there. Uh, but I think it went, went for pretty well. We drew about 350,000 people, uh, and everyone seemed to have a great time, and we got people to come downtown. I think that was a real key that first year. Yeah, maybe if I can pick your memory. Now, this will really be testing you. Do you okay. remember any of the acts from uh, 1992? Uh, yes, I do. Our main act, our, our one national headliner, was the Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, but most of the rest of the acts were regional acts, uh, a few local acts. Um, to remember the local ones t- is tough, but Marshall Tucker, I definitely remember. That was our first national act. Let's uh, let's uh, discuss Heritage Landing as a venue mm-hmm. for this festival. Now, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Heritage Landing, what exactly is it like? Heritage Landing is a 23-acre park. It's owned by the county. It's right on Muskegon Lake uh, and has uh, the Paul C. Johnson Pavilion on it, which, where we stage our, our main stage concerts. Uh, it is a, one of the premier festival sites in the state, without a doubt. Uh, beautiful, wide-open expanse. Uh, it's just a great place to see a concert, to enjoy any of our activities. The great thing is it's on the lake, and in the summertime when it's hot, we always seem to have that nice breeze off the water. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful venue and a great yep. place to go take in the carnival or any of the family events going on. I always sure. go down for the uh, the big picnic every year and bring my right. kids and wife down, and it's it's a great time. And it's just beautiful to look out over Muskegon Lake and kind of, you know, take the whole thing in. It truly is, um, as you say, one of the premier venues for festivals. Right, and I, I think with the latest uh, 
expansion of the point uh, where we, at the very end, we have our tiki bar and tiki stage. Uh, what a great thing to show visitors. You go out and you're surrounded by three sides of water. You're seeing a lot of boats, people having a great time. It gets a great thing for Muskegon. Now, when is this year's summer celebration? We're going to start Thursday, June 29th, and we will finish up on Sunday, July the 9th. So you have the 11 music acts. Is that the main main attractions along with some of the other things that are going on? I think it depends on what you're looking for from a festival. Obviously, our, our concerts are highlighted in, in uh, our promotion, but we do have a lot of other things. The first weekend, we have the large craft market and art in the park, Michigan Marketplace, the Bistro. Uh, a lot of people like that. The second Saturday, we have the parade. That's a big thing. And as you mentioned, Plum's Picnic on Sunday, July 9th. A lot of people just make it down for that. So a lot of different attractions for everybody. How are the acts selected for summer celebration? Well, I'd like to tell you we had a big master plan, uh, and it all (laughs) falls into place, but it's just not the way it goes. Uh, It's determined by who is touring every year, uh, who is available in our time frame, who is in the Midwest during that time frame, and obviously price has a bearing on it. But while we always have a list we kind of go in with, we kind of have a plan of... How many acts, how many classic rock acts, how many R&B acts, how many country acts. But it does change from time to time based on on, on availability of, of the artists. Who will be appearing this year? Uh, starting the 29th, we have Tesla and Everclear. The 30th is David Lee Roth. The 1st is Brian McKnight. 2nd is Alice Cooper. July 3rd is Shine Down and Trapped. July 4th is Smash Mouth. July 5th is Sugarland and Emerson Drive. The 6th is Macy Gray and Genuine. 7th, Toto and Eddie Money. The 8th, Steve Miller Band. And the 9th will wrap up with Train. And we also have on uh, July 8th in the afternoon, we our first uh, attempt at an afternoon concert. Uh, we'll have uh, Raven from uh, uh, Children's Television fame. will be here for an afternoon concert. So. Well, you talk about a guy who really knows his event. He was doing all that from memory, no list or anything. I, the only way I can do it is by date. That's the only way I remember him. So. <laughs> well, that was pretty impressive. And it is, it's an impressive lineup uh, when you talk about how you were talking about how they're selected. There's a little bit of something for everybody there. I think so, and that's certainly our goal. Uh, that's why we think our 11-day our pass is such a bargain. There may only be two, three, four acts that you really just feel you have to see. But buying just single-day tickets for those, you might as well invest a little bit more and get the 11-day pass, and that way you can come down any night you want. There may be some acts you just don't care to see, but even on those nights, you can go out to the Tiki Bar and hang out and listen to music out there. Yeah, talk about the pricing a little. I know it varies mm-hmm. from act to act, but maybe touch on the 11-day pass and uh, the value there compared to some of just the individual concerts. Right. Our uh, 11-day pass is $90 now, which gets you in all 11 nights. Uh, it is not does not include the Raven concert, but uh, so you're basically paying less than ten bucks a night to see some entertainers that you're going to pay our single day tickets are anywhere from twenty three to twenty seven. So it's quite a savings. Do you have a personal favorite over the years that summer celebration has been going on? Like your favorite show or one of your favorite concerts that you've seen? 
I've had a lot of great moments from from acts, but I would say start to finish without a doubt, uh, Joe Cocker. Absolutely put on the most amazing concert, and I watched the crowd warm up to him, and by the end of the night, he had the entire crowd singing along with him. It was absolutely a great night. Let's uh, discuss a little bit of the impact of summer celebration Mm -hmm. on Muskegon tourism. It is a major event in the community and something that brings in people from all around, not just the state, but uh, now with the ferry connecting uh, Muskegon to Milwaukee. Uh, Share a little bit of your perspective on the impact on Muskegon tourism. Well, we have uh, tourism certainly is one of three major keys for us. We do want to show Muskegon off to people that have not been here in a few years. Uh, we still, unfortunately, fight the the foundry town image a little bit with people who haven't been here lately. But for those that uh, uh, are coming back and seeing what we have to offer, they're absolutely amazed at what we've done. So I think we're about showing off Muskegon and not wanting people just to come back for the festival, but come back multiple times two or three times during the year or for another event, whether it's Irish or Unity or the airfare, or come in the wintertime for the winter sports complex. We have a lot to offer. So that's important, but also the tourism generates dollars here in the community. That's absolutely critical as well. Uh, rough estimate, rough economic impact of probably 5 to $7 million in our area for summer celebration. That's very significant, of course. But one of our real big things that we really push on when we talk about tourism is internal tourism. And it's providing quality of life for those that live here, and we think that's absolutely essential. Well, that that's an excellent point, and it's been a recurring topic of the podcast is this uh, segment of the population that kind of has that negative self-image of Muskegon. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain people don't necessarily feel good about our community, but I think when outsiders come in, they see everything we have to offer. and an event like Summer Celebration really just showcases and highlights some of the beauty and some of the fun things that you can do right here in Muskegon. And I think it's it's great that you're conscious of that because it is something that's it's getting better all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, but Muskegon is a, a great place to live and work and, and play in things like Summer Celebration. Oh, it certainly is. And, uh, again, we really try to highlight that. It's important to us because without support from the community, our event doesn't happen. I've seen communities that struggle with their population that doesn't want the festival, a festival there. Uh, we're lucky. We have a lot of folks that will call us and say, I need the dates for next year because i got to put in for vacation. My vacation is going to be here in Muskegon. And that that's, makes us feel really good. That's great to hear. Uh, I think the community really feels a sense of ownership uh, of our event if we do something wrong plan something that doesn't work out we hear about it and that's okay we that that's no problem with us we like to hear criticism uh but we like i said the community seems to want have some ownership and that's great what does the future hold for summer celebration well i think we're we're kind of where we want to be right now but i think we're continually looking at events that we feel would benefit the festival and benefit the experience Quality, I think, is where we really want to go from here. It's not necessarily quantity as far as uh, how many people we're bringing in. That's obviously important. But to say that in five years we want to draw a million people, I won't say that. We have to have the infrastructure. We have to have the quality of the event to draw those folks. 
Uh, we will look at some additional venues in the future, I'm sure. But uh, we'll, we constantly evaluate our events. Is this event working? Is it still drawing people? If not, maybe it's time to find something else. So when I get asked every year what's new, we need to have an answer. Uh, we can't just say, well, it's the same old thing. So we're constantly looking for new things. But I do think within, I would hope, two to three, four years, you're going to see some additional evening venues at Summer Celebration. All right, on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a person who has never been to Muskegon Summer Celebration. Make your pitch to get them to your event. Wow. Uh, First of all, I can't believe you haven't been there, but uh, I think you need to come out and experience this event because you're going to find it to be a very warm, enjoyable uh, experience in the sense that it's a social event. Uh, people just aren't sitting in rows of bleachers and chairs watching a show. You will see people communicating with each other, which I think is absolutely critical. You will see people smiling, having fun in all our venues, regardless of, of which one you're in. I think you'll have a very enjoyable time. Well, thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate the time. Thank you for having me, Jason. Summer Celebration is a great event for the Muskegon area. I've talked before about things that are cool by local standards and other things that are just cool. Muskegon Summer Celebration certainly falls into the category, probably more than anything else in the area, of something that is just cool by standards anywhere. Summer Celebration brings in nationally recognized artists in their 11 days of concerts. There's always a little bit of something for everybody. They consistently have well-known classic rock, hard rock, alternative, pop, country, and R&B acts, and this year is no exception. But Summer Celebration is much more than concerts. There's a family picnic on the last day of the festival. The Art in the Park Art Fair, food vendors, beach party, midway, parade, and they'll have fireworks twice this year on the 4th of July and last day of the festival. And all of this is happening right here in Muskegon. Best of all, it's affordable family fun. Their 11-day pass runs only $90, and the pass for children is only $45. And many of the events, like the parade and art in the park, are free. Summer Celebration has a huge impact on the Muskegon economy in the way of tourism dollars generated in local hotels, restaurants, and businesses. But much more than that, there's the impact it has on the community that's not seen on the surface by anybody. It has this huge intangible thing that says there is this really great event going on here in Muskegon that stacks up very well to things going on nationally that local people that live and work here in the area can be proud of. So if you happen to check out Summer Celebration, give us your feedback here on Inside Muskegon. We'll share some of those comments after the festival is over, and I will be really interested to hear what everyone thinks, whether you're from Muskegon or somewhere else, listen to the podcast. For more information on Muskegon Summer Celebration, visit their website at summercelebration.com. Move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback, you can always visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments on the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on other comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to encode 1 and 231 and leave your name and city in the message. 
That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 30 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. Inside